What's going on, Closers? Dominic Caminata here with Grassi University. Welcome to episode nine of our Yes, I Am a Closer podcast. So those of you that follow our podcast know that it's our mission to bring on the brightest minds in the world when it comes to closing more deals more often, of course, managing and being a more effective leader for your team, living a better life, and of course, running a more successful business. And I think the topic of today's podcast could not be more timely than it is right now. The topic of today's show is really based around mindset and controlling one's thoughts and maximizing the true power of your conscious and subconscious mind to bring you greater results in life and in business, right? Now, when it comes to the mind, the, the reality is whether you're a salesperson, whether you manage a team or own a business, mindset really is everything in life. And my mentor, Rick Grasso, he taught to me at a, early in my career, he said, Dominic, success lies between the ears. Success lies between the ears. If you can get control of your thoughts, get control of your mind, you control your destiny and your future no matter what's going on around you. And that's something that really resonated with me. And one line that Rick Grasso was always a fan of is whatever the mind of man can conceive or believe he will achieve, right? He always hammered that into my head. If you've ever attended his boot camps, you heard him talk about that. And if you look around, there's a lot of literature on the topic, right? There's a lot of books that talk about becoming what you think about and you, you get back to the think and grow rich or psycho-cybernetics even talking about the self-image. But the thing that I find is there's very few people that I've ever met that have a sound enough grasp on this topic where they can coach into you, how exactly do I maximize the power of my conscious and subconscious mind and control my inner thoughts to, to get the most out of life? I, don't, I find there's not a lot of people that can show you exactly how to do it, right? So there's a difference between knowing and doing, right? That's why I'm exceptionally uh, excited about the guest on our show. This is this guy's specialty. He's the Jedi master of coaching the right mindset and educating business owners and salespeople alike really how to maximize their thoughts to get better results out of life. Uh, he's the proud owner of a successful business called Sean Foyer Consulting, and he's one of the most in-demand mindset and business development coaches in the home improvement industry. So I'm pleased to welcome to the show the one and only Mr. Sean Foyer. So Sean, thanks for being on our show. How are you doing today? Hello, hello, Dominic. Excellent. Thank you for that warm welcome, and I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Excellent. <laughs> You know, uh, the, the reason we connected is we actually have a mutual client that works with you and he, he swears by your training religiously. He says, without Sean's guidance and keeping my head on right, I'd be screwed. You know, he's, he's very open about it. And he actually attended our closers camp as well. Um, so that's kind of the reason we brought you on the show here and we connected and we found that we had a lot of things in common. Because a big part of our Grosso methodology, the first whole chapter, as a matter of fact, is really based around mindset and motivation, right? Yes. So I want to yes. kind of dive right in a little bit to your business, your consulting business. What are like the, the core foundation of your training? What's it all about? And why do you feel it's such an important thing for business owners, salespeople, and entrepreneurs to invest in? Love to talk about it. And it's interesting. You talked about Rick's favorite quote being whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe he can achieve, right? Yep. And that comes right out of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which is one of my favorite books of all time. So um, just, to, just in a few minutes to give you, how did I get to mindset, right? I yep. mean, in the home improvement world, we've got great sales trainers like Grosso University, right? It's one of the best processes in the world at how to sell in the home. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, I have client clients using it. 
Um, yeah. Anyone who's been in the industry knows Rick Grosso and, and the roots of, of the university and, you know, yeah. success is proven with the system. You know, as you and I were talking, and we'll get more into this in a minute, yeah. the, the system works every time, right? And when I find a successful system, if it works every time, how come <laughs> my rep isn't having success with it or how, how come I, I'm not having success with it. So, you know, starting back at my roots, I grew up in the home improvement industry. From the time I was 10 years old, I was around a family business that did siding, windows and roofing, spent a lot of time around the business, grew up, spent time in sales, marketing, administration, production. I went to school, got a business degree, continued my career um, with, with that company, implemented a lot of really good systems. Left that, went to work for a national training organization, taught sales process and a lot of the things that you do very well at Grosso University. But yeah. it's interesting, why am I talking about mindset today? And why have I become so educated and really so good at teaching this and coaching people on how to use it? Because I found it was the missing link. Yep. I, and I, I found you know business owners that I was coaching on a weekly basis, they'd get on the call every single week and they were getting in their own way. We, we had solutions to the problems. We had processes that would work. And yet they were coming up with all kinds of excuses that were, like you said, between their head, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's important. You know, I don't know why this always came to my mind. And this is why, you know, I haven't taken it to the level that you have, but I've, I've found a ton of value in learning more about how the mind works and really being there to help coach others to keep their heads on, right? And Rick Rosso used to tell me, you know, Dominic, you got to be the salespeople's cheerleader, right? You got to build them up. You got to keep them mentally focused. You got to <laughs> keep them inspired. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, man, if, if I let my mind go to crap, so to speak, and have stinking thinking, how the heck am I going to be an effective leader and keep these 50-some salespeople focused and positive so they can go out there and dominate the competition, right? That's no. very important as that leader. And I took responsibility for that is I got to do what I can, feed my brain with as much great, positive, inspirational stuff as possible so I can, again, transfer that, that energy and that inspiration to my team. So, yeah, it's yeah. everything. No, and it's interesting. So even talking the sales system that works really good, what is a good closing ratio for the industry in your mind? I mean, if I'm a good sales rep, what, what should I be? And I know there's all different metrics, but just, just a roundabout number. If I, if I run three leads, how many of those should I be able to close? Yeah, my expectation has always been 50% plus, 50% okay. demo to close ratio. Okay. Mm -hmm. And from lead, lead issued, one, one out of three probably would be a close. Yeah, I mean, right. you got issued leads. Now, another thing that I that I expect from my salespeople is having a very high demo rate. So I, I expect they're demoing at least 85% of the leads issued and then closing 50% of their demos. So yeah, okay. it's probably, I'd say overall 40% ish. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so let's, and where I'm going with this is so, so they're hearing yes, a good rep is hearing yes, 40% of the time, right? Yes. What are they hearing 60% of the time? <laughs> they don't know, right? Yeah, they're being told no, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of reps don't hit that number at first, right? They might be down in the, they're hearing no 70% of the time. So what you're talking about, this is where I found mindset is so important. Because if I'm a rep, and I've got a great company I'm working for, I've got a great sales system, and I'm pretty good at what I do, but I get told no 60, even 50% of the time. Yeah. If I don't put a positivity shield on with my mindset every single day, over time, I can get worn down over time. I can get in, in a rut, right? We've seen it when you get into a sell slump. Uh, best way out of sell, sell slump is to go sell something. How do yeah. I go sell something? Get out of my head and just go do what I know how to do, right? Well, the reality is, is you got to constantly 
be there for your team. And if you're a sales professional, listen to this. We all know that one of the most debilitating things for people to, to get exposed to is rejection, right? So rejection can tear you apart in two seconds if you let it. It can beat you down and it's hard to recover from it. And that's why it's hard to make a long lasting career as a sales professional, why very few people are that all-star level because it takes a certain level of mental toughness and being able to have the right mindset to go into rejection day after day after day and get told no 60% of the time without wanting to jump off a bridge, right? Frankly, it's like, it takes a very special individual. And this is why if you're a leader of a team, you got to be very careful because I see a lot of leaders, you know, Waldo, if you ever saw him speak, he talks about demanding versus commanding, you know, mm -hmm. kind of talking down to your team, threatening them that they're going to lose their job if they don't up their performance. And if you kick them when they're down, they're not going to last very long. No. And that's, that's a whole, maybe we'll save that for another podcast. That's a whole other topic on mindset because yeah, when people are down, you know, we have this thing called self-limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's sometimes what gets in people's way, especially in a sales situation. We get in our head and we start doubting ourselves. We start doubting our price, right? Um, yeah. and, and when we're getting down on somebody, if they've already got some self-limiting beliefs, all we're doing is reinforcing what they already believe, right? Yep. So I kind of coach the opposite of that. If, if I want to lift somebody up, I have to take an approach of, hey, man, I believe in you. In fact, you're one of the best best guys on the team in my mind. When I hired you, do you know why I hired you? You know what I mean? And take a totally different angle. I saw potential in you. Yeah. And and raising people up instead of beating them down. Because honestly, you know, through our lives, we all get beat down enough. I mean, I talk about the no we hear in cells. How many times do we hear no in, in adolescence growing up from parents, from teachers, from the yeah. police, whatever, mm -hmm. whoever you were involved, right? No, 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 no. And so, yeah, it's just, it's conditioning. And that's, you know, where the work that I do with people is really first, it's an awareness, helping people understand, because a lot of this is talk you've heard before, right? Mm -hmm. Get rid of self-limiting beliefs. It's all about mindset. Get a good mindset. But like you said, how do you do that? Yeah, exactly. How, right? Coach me. <laughs> it's just like me going in and tell people, you know, go close more deals, right? Well, okay. <laughs> Break it down for me. How exactly am I going to actually achieve that, right? Uh, yeah, so very great topics. And the reason why I feel this is probably the most timely topic and most relevant topic we should be discussing is because, frankly, what's going on in the world right now? Um, never in my lifetime have I seen such a high level of division and negativity. And I feel, me personally, more than ever before in my life, like we all have to be guarded against the, the negative influences of the media the negative influences of all this political stuff going on, right? Because one thing we were talking about earlier is the one thing we can control is our thoughts, our mindset, really our destiny in life, right? So I guess, what would you tell those listeners that, you know, we're all going through it together right now. We're all trying to navigate this yeah. uncertainty and this pandemic and this crazy nonsense going on. So I guess, what would you say to those people that are trying to figure out how to guard against that and to stay focused? What are some of the things we could be doing? I mean, one of the big, big things is just a process called letting go, right? And, you know, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into the, into the paradigms and the, the subconscious programming that goes on. But one of the paradigms that we have, which is a program that runs in our subconscious without us even realizing it, is control, Right we have this illusion that we control things. And in all reality, Dominic, think about what do, what do we control? And, you know, when I go out into the world and I'm driving around, 
and somebody decides to bump into my car or, you know, wh- whatever happens, I don't have control over that. You know, right. I could be in, in a sales situation. I don't control how the customer is going to react. I could be in the situation we're in where there's things happening with the election, you know, yeah. whoever's president on the outside, I don't control any of that. And so the first step is when you're understanding your mindset is letting go. I have zero control over anything, <laughs> but my mind and my actions. Yeah. And, and so that's, you know, the program that I do is very specific. It's very targeted and it helps people get out of their head, trying to control the outside world and just inside. Okay. What do I want to create? Because as we know, you know, I, I, about this time last year, I was having one of the best years. A lot of my clients were on their way to the best year. And then we had this pandemic hit, right. And we started closing down. And it was interesting because, you know, I personally was in business through the, the great recession of 08. I was a child in my family business in the late eighties, early nineties. We've seen a lot of interesting things happen. Yeah. We've never seen anything like what hit last March. I mean, that was worldwide shutdown. Right. And yep. so a, as we're experiencing and going through that immediately, we lose control. Right. Even the illusion of control went away at that point. I, what, what can I control? And so at that point, it's, I got to go inside and I got to create from within that space. And it's interesting if we just reflect on last year, people that took control of their mind. I had a big group of clients that started end of February and they all told me how thankful they were to go through my program during the pandemic because I got them out of the fear mindset because fear and anxiety were rampant, right? Yeah. And, and people without going into too far into it, people that have paradigms from growing up where they had some scarcity, they had some things that, that created fear and anxiety. When an event like that happens, it triggers that, that paradigm. And you go back in, even if you're a successful business person, that still is in your subconscious mind. And I saw some of my clients try and crawl back in a shell, right? They had these old paradigms like, oh my gosh, the, you know, the economy's falling apart. How am I going to sell? And, you know, a lot of those companies struggled throughout last year, right? And it was a mindset thing because in our industry, as we all know, those that got their head, head on straight and tried to work within the new parameters, not controlling the outside saying, okay, I'm going to go do Zoom meetings. I'm going to, do whatever I have to, to make my business work in this new climate. Most of my clients had their best year ever last year, right? 2020 was an excellent year. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. And a lot of what you're talking about obviously explains why, but it was like certain clients that we worked with. I mean, they were shattering records beyond belief left and right. Just they're like, this is the best year ever. (laughs) And then other clients. and, And again, it comes back to their mindset, their attitude, their level of fear blocking them from, doing certain things, but they were struggling just day to day, getting themselves out of bed and they couldn't generate any leads. They couldn't capitalize their sales. The morale of their sales team was just garbage. Right. So a lot of that, I mean, one thing Nick Richmond talks about is the fish stinks from the head down, you know? So if, uh, if the leader, the captain of the ship doesn't have his head on, right, that's going to trickle down throughout your organization and it's going to bring a lot of negative results in return. Um, as I actually want to read something, this is actually something from one of your clients. And I think it really shines a light on the benefits of the training you provide and why it's important for entrepreneurs and business owners alike. Um, this is from a client. It's actually a mutual client of ours. So operating a business will bring many tough obstacles that can affect your mind. Negative thinking and bringing emotion into these situations play a big role in why most companies plateau and seem to keep getting the same or even worse results year after year. That's where Sean Foyer Consulting comes in. Sean brings a whole new view on mindset in your personal and professional life, thinking into results and empowering your thoughts 
To be a positive state of mind is what Sean employs to break the plateau and change your results to a higher level you never thought possible. He helps push life-changing goals and incredible self-worth into your subconscious mind to improve your business and life. The results are real. Mindset is absolutely everything to get you to the next level. Thinking into results is the missing key in our industry, being the home improvement industry. Sean Foyer will help challenge your mindset and change your paradigms for amazing results. Doesn't get much better than that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, wow. So just enlighten us, you know, what was he talking about if you were to sum it up? So, so he's talking about thinking into results, which is the program I, I teach. And the program I teach, it's funny because I basically thought my way into getting this program, right? I've been a student of Thinking Grow Rich for, since I first was introduced to it back in 2003. Um, the law of attraction, law of vibration, positive thinking, whatever you want to call it. And about two years ago, when I was looking for tools to help my clients, I stumbled upon this program. And Bob Proctor is actually the author of the program. And anybody who knows Bob Proctor was on a movie called The Secret back in 2006, which is all about mindset and what you think about comes about. Yeah. And he's put together this system, systematic system where I take my clients through a step-by-step -step program to reprogram the subconscious mind. And See, I love that. Results. Yeah, so it's, that's what I'm talking about is there's a lot of people that, you know, they shine a light on the topic and they bring it up, but they don't have a, a actual step by step. Here's exactly what we can do to reprogram the subconscious mind. Right. And that's why it really was intriguing when I first started talking to you and talking to some of your clients, because I'm speaking to people that are talking to you all the time, constantly. And that's one thing I'll give you a lot of credit for too, is the clients that I've been talking to said that when I call Sean, he answers his phone, especially <laughs> when I need him the most, because you never know when you need that pep talk, right? It could be yeah. all of a sudden 8, 8 p.m. at night is like, man, I'm down in the dumps. I need Sean to give me that, that little pep talk. Uh, but yeah, absolutely uh, valuable stuff. But yeah, thinking into results, um, I, I really love that. And step by step. So I guess obviously without getting too in depth, you know, how do you break down steps, so to speak, to reprogram the subconscious mind? And you hear a lot of mixed uh, information about the subconscious mind. Some people say it's infinitely more powerful than the conscious mind, but enlighten us a little bit more on what that all looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm excited. I'm actually going to be sharing some of this at the closures camp next week. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll definitely, we'll go into a little bit more detail, but the first thing is just the concept of the mind. Yep. Right. Before we get to the program, and it's helping you better understand because we hear these buzzwords. We hear things like paradigms, change your beliefs, just think better. Well, okay, I'm trying, right? And it's interesting. You, you mentioned earlier the knowing doing gap, right? Yeah. I actually have one of the lessons is completely on the knowing doing gap. Have you ever known you're supposed to do something and found yourself doing something different? I mean, right. I always use diet, diet and exercise, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. If I, if I want to get in better shape, I know I should drink more water. I know I should eat less carbs and sugar, exercise, blah, blah, blah. And then what do I find myself doing? And sometimes I find myself in an office with a plate of donuts and I'm talking to somebody and all of a sudden the donuts in my mouth and consciously, I didn't even think about it. Right. And so right. It's, 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 we really go deep on this, but you know, and there's different studies, like you said, uh, my understanding and the way I teach the, the mind is 95% of our day is subconscious. Okay. Five five percent, and I've seen st studies where they show almost ninety seven or ninety eight. So think about it. Subconscious means you're not consciously in charge. You're running programs mm -hmm. throughout your day. I mean, me and you talked about our similar haircut, right? I could do that with my eyes closed. I can think about twenty things because I'm not thinking 
run the razor on my head. It's just yeah, we're all happening. creatures of habit. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're programmed. And so that doesn't just go with tasks that goes with beliefs that goes with who I think I am. That goes with um, what I think I'm capable. And, and we go back to like, you were talking about um, people trying to grow their business or people trying, trying to sell, sell more or make more money. we got to understand what the programming is. So again, the first thing is really the awareness of how the mind works. The second is, and I, I use a tool that I will share, you know, at my presentation at the closers camp. And um, obviously when I work with my clients, we use this tool a lot, but it's a visual for the mind because right now, Dominic, if we just did this quickly, if I had you close your eyes mm-hmm. and visualize your front door of your house, what mm-hmm. color is the front door of your house? White. White. Is the door handle on the left or the right? It's on the right from the outside. Okay. And is it a six panel door? Does it have glass? What does it kind of look like? It's just a plain generic six panel door. <laughs> okay. Can you see it right now? Yeah. Yeah. Can I see it? I actually can. I've never seen your house and I can see your front door, right? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty basic. <laughs> if I had you describe your vehicle that you drive, you know, mm-hmm. again, we, we don't have to go through all the examples, but we, yeah. we think in pictures, right? And so this is the first step with my clients is okay. Now I'm going to ask you to think about your mind. I want you to close your eyes and picture your mind. Yeah. And nothing. And this is this is hilarious. I hear blank. I hear angry squirrels. I hear minions. We don't have we don't have a visual for the mind, right? It's funny you say that. One of uh, my favorite parts of Rick Grosso's training. I don't know if you ever heard the the story where he talks about you know don't hit the ball in the water. I don't know where he t- talks about playing golf par three over water. He puts his golf ball down. He says, "Don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water." And the whole time in your mind, what are you picturing? <laughs> The Splash. water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. God, Rick, you train this. Come on. He's like, hit it on the green, hit it on the green, hit it on the green. Well, I better use an old ball just to make sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's just it. People think in pictures, you know, what really I related to, you know, your whole story tremendously when I first started talking, you know, with some of your clients about what you train on. And of course, uh, talking to you a little bit more. I talk about this extensively in my sales training that I'm living proof you become what you think about. Because going back over 10 years ago, when I first met Rick Grasso, right then and there, 10 years ago, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't just going to master the Grasso methodology better than anyone in the world, that I was going to be Rick Grasso. That's what (laughs) I promised myself 10 years ago. And Rick Grasso always talked about the power of the made up mind, right? Once you decide it's done, it is done. And I truly felt that way that it was inevitable and it already happened. The clock just didn't catch up yet. And that's, that was my attitude. Now I knew I had to prove myself. I knew if, if I was going to have a shot at taking over the, the legendary legacy of Rick Grasso, that I had to build the single greatest sales team in history and prove myself as an effective trainer. But that there's no doubt in my mind that that was going to happen. And it's crazy. Then you fast forward 10 years later, I get to the finish line and it just, Boom. There, here I am owner of Grasso yeah. university. And now I'm talking to you, but yeah, I'm living proof that you truly do become what you think about, especially if it's something you're truly passionate, right. And you feel it with a burning desire. And if you absolutely love what you do, I mean, it's game over. If you, if you truly enjoy doing it, that's why I feel blessed like you is I get to essentially help and coach people on something that brings me a lot of joy. And I absolutely love, I love doing every single day. What you just described is exactly what, and you used some of Rick's information and you were always, sometimes we would call 
an unconscious competent, you yeah. didn't understand all the details. Like I can point out all the details because I've studied it so deeply, but you just knew it was working. And so you're going to keep doing it. Right. right. And there are, there are people that, that we see that have great success. And if you ask them how they did it, in fact, Bob Proctor, when you hear him, Bob's 86 years old, been studying thinking growth for 50 years, yeah. very successful, but he talks about, I didn't know what I did. And so he started diving into, and that's where I get the information. How does that work? And what you did is you rewired your subconscious by visualizing what you wanted, by talking about it. And that's what we get into. So how do we change it? We'll give Mm -hmm. some free tidbits right here. There's two ways you reprogram your subconscious mind. Two ways. Because there's only two ways it was programmed originally. Mm -hmm. And that is space repetition of thought or an emotional event. Two two ways. And it starts at birth, right? When I get born, I get programmed what language to speak, what Mm -hmm. food to eat, right? Whether or not I should be afraid of heights or putting spiders in my mouth or my yeah. brother that hits me. You know what I mean? That all gets programmed and it's by repetitive thought. So something being told, Dominic, knock it off, Dominic, knock it off, knock it off, knock it off, or an emotional event. You know, and, yeah. and that's that's where I'm a business um, coach when I do the work, but I deal a lot with life because a lot of the things that are happening in our business started in childhood, right? right. A divorce, a death of a loved one. You know, I have a client that lost a business partner and it created a paradigm inside of him. So again, how, do, how did this stuff get there? It, it was repetitive thought or an emotional event. Yeah. So if I want to change it, if I want to get better results, same way, repetitive thought or create inside of myself an emotional event, which you did with your burning desire to be the man at Grasso, which you are, right? You know, in terms of the whole topic of, you know, the mindset, one of the things that you know, was taught to me that I talk about is just kind of the notion that life is a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And it kind of ties into that, the secret you were talking about and the universe and all this, but I train out in sales because if I'm sitting outside a client's house and I have a, a negative attitude or a negative mindset or I'm prejudging the lead, what that does, whether I like it or not, is it actually affects my outward appearance and action towards others, Right. Now, if I have negative thoughts in my mind, that's going to negatively affect my outward appearance and action towards others, which has a negative effect on their belief as or confidence level in me as a, a trustworthy advisor or a professional is going to take care of them, which in turn gives them a negative action towards me, right? And what happens is if, if I keep this negativity going, this thing just kind of spirals out of control because I'm constantly getting negative results and actions from my prospects, which is in turn fueling that negativity even further and further, right? Yes, so it's yes. important that, but the good news is the thing that I love about what you talk about that I really try to hit home is at any second in any day, guys, you can turn that negativity thought process off and you can decide right now to, to be a confident Masterful agent of influence is going to go into that home, deliver the best damn presentation they've ever seen in their life. And you're going to treat those people like they're the most important person in the world and follow the system, believe and walk out with a sale, right? That's exactly right. It's exactly right. And in any moment, we have that power. Yeah. But, but sometimes we don't take it. And then again, the reason we don't take it is goes back to what I was talking about. 95% of the time, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about something else going through the motions. And so again, yeah you know, going back to, to the paradigms, if the subconscious believe things that weren't true and weren't ours, because those things that we believe came from somebody else, right? And right. a lot of them aren't true. And so if it believes things that aren't true and aren't ours, can't we reprogram something different by thinking something different over and over? And that's really where we start with the work that I do is that understanding. Like 
you know, you talk about if, if, you know, I'm a sales rep and I make 80 grand a year, right? And if I make 80 grand by September, how many times have you seen a sales rep that hits their programming level of their thermostat yep. and they die off and they don't sell anymore? Right. Program, right. Yep. And if they're at only, if they're only at 40 at that point of the year, do they have the best fourth quarter they've ever had? Usually, right? Because they're programmed at that level. Yeah, that's what's crazy is a sales rep can be in completely different industries a lot of times and whatever they value themselves at mentally is usually the income level that they end up making regardless of the opportunity or the potential. And like you talked about, you have different salespeople getting trained on the same system, selling the same product in the same marketplace. I've seen salespeople make half a million dollars or more, and then some people can barely make a living following the same system, the same with process. the same company, the same products, yeah. right? everything is the same. You know, it's so true. And that's where, that's where this does come in. It's, it's, it's all mindset. It's all belief. you got to have, I, I kind of joke and call it, do you remember the, um, oh my gosh, Gary Glenn Ross, little video, the copies for closers clip. You've seen yeah, that. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put Alex that Baldwin. copy down. Alex Baldwin. Yeah. Yes. So the ABCs of closing, always be closing, always be closing. Mm-hmm. I use this with my clients when I'm talking about mindset, because I want you to always be closing every single day on three things. Okay. 100% belief in your company. If you don't walk into that home with hundred percent belief in the company, you're screwed. Yep. Number two, 100% belief in the products that you sell, right? You have to believe in that product. Yep. And, and then the third one, and this one is the hardest for most people, even if they realize it or not, 100% belief in yourself and not that you're a good sales rep, but in confidence and self-love and all the touchy feely stuff. Cause when you walk into that home, and that kind of energy, like yep. you were talking about, when I walk, like for me as a consultant or at a networking event, if I walk in with that kind of energy, yeah, it's not as important what I say or do as how I make people feel. And with the right mindset, I've seen sales reps transform their results and make the system that always works, right? The system always works, but they yep. make it work better for them because they change their belief system. Yeah. One of the things I talk about at Closers Camp that I always instilled in the salespeople and the training is the most important sale you guys will ever make in your life is selling yourself to yourself, right? Sell yourself to yourself. If you ever want to be able to effectively influence and win the business of other people, you need to be 100% head over heels sold on yourself, the products you have, the company you represent, and believe in that, right? And I think leadership also needs to take some responsibility for that because that's one thing when I was a sales trainer and I had new guys, green reps coming into my classroom, I took responsibility for training that belief into them, right? Whether it be how polished and professional the interview process was, when they get into my training, the structure, the quality of the training, the tools that we provide. And one thing I also found, and this is something I kind of want to talk to you about, there's a lot of trainers that are out there that are, are kind of hesitant to make training too difficult because they don't want to turn away salespeople or lead babies, what I call them. Um, <laughs> so I intentionally made the sales training as difficult as I humanly possibly could because I found that when they got through that training and took the path at least uh, the path of resistance, so to speak, and graduated, their sense of confidence and belief in the company and now the represented is just radiating off of them. And they're, again, their level of belief, as you talk about in the company, when they go into the house, it translates into higher performance. Yeah, no, no, it really does. Well, there's so many things to talk about there because one is what type of individual would make it through that training, right? And right. I do, as part of my thinking of the results, we mean you've talked offline a little bit about this, but I do some behavioral surveys, right? Where I figure out what is a person's behavioral style? 
And what is their motivator? And what you created there was a test. And somebody that's competitive by nature, somebody that is determined, has the qualities you're looking for, will make it through that process where you're weeding out the the individuals that will lay down. Oh, yeah. I'd have many people walk out day one of training. And that was my intention because my thing is, and I would lay it on thick, like what's expected of them and what's going to happen in this training. Because if you can't handle this two or three week training course and give it your all, you're not going to be able to go out there driving all, all over no man's land, handling constant rejection after rejection and getting, you know, the, the mental beating that is going to happen from your prospects and your clients is the burnout factor is, is going to be an issue. Yeah, no, they've got to have that, that determination, that competitiveness. And I do as part of the work I do with clients, if anyone, you know, watching decides to work with me, I have a, a tool we use that we can help predict that on the front end, right? Before nice. we get somebody into the class, we can use it as a tool to predict it. But going back to what you were talking about, you had success because you trained them, because you you helped instill in them the confidence, right? Because mm-hmm. in order to have those three things I was talking about, you have to have the confidence. And this is an analogy I'll share because after being in the business for as long as I have, looking back and now understanding the mindset, I see this in a lot of small companies, mm-hmm. even mine, my, my, my father that raised me in the business, he was, he was a closer, right? That guy could close any situation. And we used to have all the reps in the company complain that he got the good leads. Have you ever heard that in a small, in a small business? I've never we heard always that. Give the, we always give the owner the good leads. We cherry pick the leads for the owner. This, the reason the owner sells better is think about the confidence and the things I just talked about. Does he believe in his own company? Hell yeah, he does. He created it, right? Yep. It's his company. Does he believe in the products? Yes, he picked the products. He has relationships with the manufacturers. That's why he sells that product. And then as a business owner, to even start the business, he had to have a certain level of confidence. So that's the reason. So if I want to get the same results out of my salespeople as a business owner, I just have to help instill that. And I can do it by using an amazing process like Grosso has, right? By training the guys on it well. And then I can get somebody like Sean Foyer involved and say, let's get these guys head on straight. So yeah. we're, pro- we're programming them in there. And I mean, that's, yep. that's what it's all about is let's get the confidence. I mean, so many people will get into sales, not really knowing where they're getting to. They could be successful. They have what it takes, but they, because of things in their childhood, because of things in their marriage, they have self-limiting beliefs that get in their way. And like you talked about, they don't have the endurance. They get beat up. And, you know, yeah. that's where the mindset, I, I really feel like there are people that right now in your company are we call them ABC players that are B players, mm-hmm. C's you want to get rid of, B players are in the middle. They can be converted to A's with a little bit more training, yep. a better system to use if they're not using your system. Get them a good sell system because I'm a big believer you have to have the right system, but then get them the confidence in, in themselves to go out and do what you want them to do. Yeah, I got a lot of case studies that I can point to of why mindset and attitude are so important, right? And what's going on in between those years. Because uh, one story I commonly talk about, I had this gentleman that I that interviewed with me. He's from Honduras, okay? And now he became a U.S. citizen in 2018, and English was a second language. When he came to interview with me, he was currently working for U.S. Cellular, making maybe $40,000 a year at most, and that's if he was killing it. <laughs> but I saw this guy had the eye of the tiger, right? And I could tell he was very motivated and had a phenomenal attitude, but he had this fire about him. I could tell that he was destined for more. Long story short, this guy comes in and he's never done in-home selling before in his life, has no clue, like even how to use a tape measure, much less know anything about construction, doesn't know a damn thing about the home improvement industry. And in order for him to learn the process, he had to hear it in English, go back home, translate it into Spanish, and then relearn it back into English again so it makes sense to him. So you could try to regurgitate it in a sales environment. 
His first year on the job, he was a $3 million producer. He made $358,000 and set every single record in our company's history for sales performance his first year. Knowing nothing about this and like having every obstacle against him, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's because of his mindset. That's because of his attitude and, you know, every single day. And he was one of those guys, I mean, not that everybody has to do this constantly, but he, he religiously meditated he was a very spiritual individual. He, he did things that fuel his mind with positivity whenever he could. And he only associated with people that were going to motivate him and uplift him and inspire him, you know? So yeah. well, it, it's interesting, but meditation, right? I mean, that is part of mindset. And that's something yeah. that, you know, you, you know, Ray Dalio, he's, he's got the book yep. principles that I, I found a quote for him when I was studying meditation a few years ago, and he gives meditation as the most important piece of his success was being yeah. able to take take time away but again what does that go back to it goes back to to mindset the taking control of your thoughts See, all these things that that we're talking about is why someone like yourself brings such a tremendous amount of value right because there's a lot of things that people talk about that are that are healthy for the mind and can help you succeed like doing your affirmations meditating you know doing these things to, to unlock your true potential, the subconscious mind, but nobody really is able to explain to people, how do I do it now? <laughs> explain yeah, to me, yeah. how exactly do I achieve that? And um, kind of talking about your services in your company, I want to switch gears here a little bit, but it's something yeah, that I yeah. found very exciting and very interesting and very intriguing. And it kind of all ties into this business owner and um, you know, some of these unique things you do for your clients. Um, I understand that you do these, these outings with owners where you get this massive Airbnb and it's like this big retreat where there's meditation involved. There's maybe going on nature hikes, business planning, all kinds of great things. So share with me uh, what those retreats look like and some of the benefits you feel that these owners get from unplugging for a second. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because the, the idea for the retreat and what we, we, we do with that came from this program because there's 12 lessons we focus on. And again, it's very systemized. I mean, this is a program that once you plug in um, yeah. and do the work in it, you're by the time you get to the end of it, you're going to have some different thought processes and you're going to get some different, better results. But mm -hmm. um, one of the lessons is on the mastermind principle, right? And Napoleon Hill, again, read Think and Grow Rich. If you, if you get anything out of today's podcast, if you have not read the book, Think and Grow Rich, go read it. And then let's have a conversation because it's a powerful book. I mean, most personal development information today stems from Napoleon Hill's work back then. I mean, Jack Canfield, I mean, me and you have talked about that, Dominic, how many people have the information that branches off that book, but. Well, exactly. And, you know, Think and Grow Rich is one of those books. And this is what I usually tell people is don't read 10 books, read a book like Think and Grow Rich 10 times. Cause it, it's something that you really got to let it sink in and you know, usually what I do is, you know, I'll read through it real quick. And then the second time I read through it, I'll slow down section by section, take notes. And usually I have notes almost as long as the book by the end. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's such an important book to dissect and learn from. I, I agree with you hundred percent. So that's where the idea of this came from though. Cause in, in the book, Napoleon Hill talks about the mastermind principle, two or more minds working together on a common goal, right? And so that's how we decided to create this group. And it's all people that have been through my program. Again, before I work with anybody, because I do some other, you know, business process training where I assist them on, you know, um, running their business by the numbers and understanding their financials and, and some of that higher level level stuff. But before they'll do it, I'll do any of that. I got to get your mind open. 
yeah. because I spent too I spent too many years working with business owners that said they wanted help, but as they got into the work, just got in their own way. So anyway, uh, once you've gone through thinking into results, which is my program, then there's a, a mastermind group that I that I hold, and we we do a retreat. We get together and I get them out of their comfort zone a little bit, right? I mean, I'm a big believer in like meditation, yoga. It's so funny too because a lot of women practice yoga. Uh, a lot of men get in their head about it. It's one of the best things you can do to do mind, body, spirit. Work, yeah, a lot right? of men think that, you know, I'm throwing away my man card if I practice yoga and meditation, right? It's those little things, but it's probably even more important for us to be doing these things, right? No, it, it is, especially as a business owner, a sales rep, we're, this is a high stress position, right? We're mm-hmm. under a lot of pressure to perform, to be at our best. Right. And, you know, at the retreat, we, we get into the, the reasons behind yoga and some of the, the head and body work we do. But yeah, it's just a really cool. We created a bond. We created, you know, strategic goals. And then, mm-hmm. in fact, I have a follow-up call with them tomorrow. We spend two hours once a month following up. They set goals for the business for the year. They set personal goals. I mean, some, you know, the paradigms, and again, this is some of the stuff we work on, is we have paradigms that run. I can't be away from my business. That's a paradigm. Yeah. You know, the guy that has a paradigm that, that took him to $3 million in revenue, doing everything himself, yep. he starts hiring people, but his subconscious basically drives people away because he won't let go of the control. And he says he wants to, but it's a subconscious paradigm, right? I mean, this, this yep. is the work we do. So anyway, um, part of the retreat is we haven't put together monthly stretches where they're going to get out of their comfort zone. You know, one of the clients said, I'm going to do yoga five times. One of them was going to, I'm going to not answer a business call or email from Friday morning till Monday night. Um, I took him to do some pottery, but again, the main uh, reason of the retreat is to get yourself wrapped around what, what, what's your goal for next year and what does it look like? We give you um, specific spreadsheets and information that you can put together a business plan. Um, but that, that's level two. I, I won't do anything until we do thinking into results. We got to get the mindset right. It's the most, it's the most important part of any business or even as a sales rep, you've got to get your head on straight. You've got to get rid of the self-limiting beliefs and realize anything's possible for you. I mean, that's how we get, you know, how do I become, you know, and you've done it without understanding all the reasons you're doing it. How do I get a guy from a million to 3 million? Yeah. Right. A good process. He's got to change the way he's thinking. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. And for me to become a $3 million year rep, I got to become that. I got to think that way. I got to act that way. I got to do my presentation and, and, and going back again, we're talking about repetition, repetition. The reason you and I can shave our head is because it's muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. The reason a boxer can jab without thinking is repetition. The reason a masterful salesperson can do a masterful presentation is because he's done it so many times. It resides in his subconscious mind, which yep. controls 95% of his actions, and he doesn't have to think about it. So that goes back to what you guys teach. You know, Once you get the reps into the system, business owners, sales reps watching this, you've got to practice. You know, yep. this is going to a different direction, but this is important. You've got to practice, you know, me and you were talking about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. you know, Mr. Greatest of all time, whether you hate him or love him, the guy's got seven out of 10 Super Bowl rings, right? <laughs> yeah. Does he practice on Sunday? Did he practice on Sunday? No, he played at his highest level, right? In the, in the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. When does he practice? Every single day. Yeah. And as sales professionals, how often do we practice? Not enough. We only play the game. (laughs) Well, and a lot of times we're practicing when we're actually should be playing the game, right? We're out in front of prospects saying, oh, I know I need to improve this part of my presentation. Let's go practice on a few clients that the company paid money for the leads. And now I'm burdening them because I'm out there practicing. So again, if I want to get better results, understanding what I'm talking about, the mindset, let's drive that home with our presentation. Let's do it so many times that it becomes part of our subconscious paradigm. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's what, uh, it's good to have a system and a foundation so you can get to that point where, you know, I'm on cruise control. It's important that salespeople don't have to think or shoot from the hip when they're in the house, that they know exactly where they're going when they're going there. Like a chess player that's always four or five moves ahead. Cause I want to be focusing on controlling my own internal emotions, studying the customer's nonverbal communication, truly listening to them. Right. I don't want to always be thinking about the next words I'm going to say, you know, uh, Sean, one thing that um, I'm actually picking up now, I used to play the piano when I was a little kid, I took piano lessons and for our, was it our eighth anniversary? Yeah. Our, our last anniversary, my wife bought me a piano because <laughs> she knows that I wanted to get back into it. But one thing that's interesting, and this kind of plays along with what we're talking about is it is physically impossible to consciously play the piano. It's impossible. You can't do it. If you're trying to like deliberately place every finger on the right key at the right time, you will never, ever be able to play the piano. How do you play the piano? <laughs> right? Repetition, repetition to the point where it becomes muscle memory. You don't have to think about where and when your fingers are striking the keys. It just happens automatically. And I'm, I'm starting to get to that subconscious level now playing the piano. I'm actually getting pretty darn good. And I can play some songs where even as I'm playing it, I'm like, holy crap, like it's crazy that I'm not missing a key here, right? It, it's, it's absolutely amazing what you can do when you get to that level. To that level. And it, when you're at that level too, if you, if you miss a key, because it's a program and it's just running, yeah. you just keep going and nobody would even notice, right? Yeah. And that's, right. I mean, apply, my sales presentation should be that natural, right? It should be that part of my subconscious mind that I'm just moving and flowing through it. And it's not a, a can presentation where I'm not responding to the, the customer, but I right. am just just running the program. You know, it's interesting because I, I have a really good friend of mine that owns a guitar studio and he taught all my kids how to teach. And we've talked about mindset a lot. And when you're yeah. learning an instrument, you know, he said five to 10 minutes every day mm -hmm. is better than one hour once a week. And the, yep. the mindset stuff that I work with people, we do a little bit every day. That's how, that's how we retrain our mind to get different results. We do a little bit and you, you have to do it every day. And think about this, Dominic, what you're doing, practicing anything for five minutes a day isn't that hard. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like yeah. going in the backyard and digging ditches and digging holes or, <laughs> or tearing off a roof. Right. It's just doing something. But for human beings, we're so scattered by nature, right. and especially in the world we live in today, that training your mind to just do that is one of the most powerful things you can do. And that's that's one of the things I work on with my clients is let's get disciplined. Let's get focused. You know, what's crazy about all that stuff, too. And this is something you can tell me what your thoughts are on this, but supposedly a lot of great athletes, people that play musical instruments, the, some of the best pianists that are out there, even when they don't have a physical instrument to practice, they literally practice playing in their mind, you know, even like sitting in a lazy boy and, you know, closing your eyes in a relaxed state and visualizing playing the piano actually helps you become a better piano player. It's crazy, like the power of it all. But that's another thing that a lot of salespeople don't spend time doing is just like, <laughs> spending time, you know, you think about a, a professional boxer, right? Everyone's heard of the, the phrase shadow boxing. You know, you yes. watch video, tons of video on your opponent. You figure out their strategy, what they're good at, what they're not so good at. And then in a quiet, relaxed state, whether it be with a mirror or in a quiet room by yourself, you role play the fight out step by step, the whole thing in your mind, right? That's why I'm a big fan of Ali. Everyone knows Ali, right? He, he would have the, mm -hmm. the opponent defeated mentally before they even got to the ring. But I talk about in my sales training, shadow closing. We can do the same thing. We know what objections are coming. We know what obstacles we have to overcome before we get there. We've heard them a million times. 
How often are you sitting alone in a relaxed state, close your eyes, clear your mind where you don't have all the distractions, all the noise of the world around you and role playing, overcoming those objections as a prospect throws them at you one at a time. And you can role play in your head infinitely if you want. But then when you get to the, the game, so to speak, you get in front of that prospect, they throw that objection at you. Well, guess what, Mr. And Mrs. Jones? I've role played overcoming this a thousand times in my mind. And the good thing is the customers aren't going to objection school, right? So you got the upper hand. So what's your yeah. thoughts uh, on that type of philosophy, especially for a sales professional? Everything starts in the mind. We create yeah. a person in the mind. So when we hear about professional athletes, I mean, there are studies where they did um, studies with one person doing 100, I think it was free throws or something in Olympics, 100% practice with free throws physically, 100% in the mind, and then uh, no practice at all. And yep. the mind got almost the same results as the physical activity. And this yeah. goes back to the, like I said, the subconscious mind can't tell the difference between fact and reality. So when we're telling it we're doing something, it's doing it. Like it yep. literally is going, even though the hands aren't moving, the mind is sending the same impulses. And so we're creating that. So yeah, what you're talking about is, you're, you're creating a picture and you're helping program that into your subconscious. That's yeah. why, you know, Muhammad Ali talks about, he used to say he was the greatest before anybody knew he was, he knew he was inside. Right. Yeah. And he, and he told him again, how does that get programmed into his subconscious? He told himself that every, he's the original fake it till you make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. And he was right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's where this comes. So yeah, as sales professionals, as business owners, you have to be, doing some visual work. You have to be some doing some mental work at the end of the night. I mean, there's um, exercises we can do. And I talk about this in my program where how do you want your day to go? You can create your day in your mind before you even get out of bed, right? Yeah. The first thought you have is going to predict the rest of your day. When you wake up and, and you know, I know I have clients that wake up stressed, right? First yep. thought is, Oh shit, what do I got to do today? Right. Um, we, we, we change that. Right. We get, get it. So we're actually thinking different thoughts and you can visualize the perfect day and your energy precedes you. Like we don't get into all the quantum side of things, but when we put thoughts out there and you've seen it firsthand in your life, Dominic, when you put a thought out ahead and you get to a situation, it starts going the way you want it to because you intended it that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sales again, sales, a transference of feeling. And you know, one of the things I, I train on obviously is all about being prepared but he or she who is in more control of their thoughts and emotions has the highest chances of getting the outcome they desire, right? If you want to be the agent of influence, you got to have the upper hand in terms of your, your mental and emotional control. And that's going to help you effectively win the business and influence others. Um, I actually had this conversation with a sales rep one time. He was in a slump, right? We all, we all get there. Everyone hits a wall at some point. And he's like, Dominic, I swear I'm saying the same things I always did. And I keep getting people kicking me out of the house, right? People tell me I'm a high pressure salesperson. I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like I'm high pressure. I'm like, well, it's been a little while since you've had a sale. So let me ask you a question. When they tell you no, what are you feeling? What do you feel inside? Are you angry? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, are you pissed off when they tell you no? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, guess what? Whether you like it or not, that anger you're feeling is transmitting to your prospect and it's making them feel uncomfortable and it's making you come off confrontational and like a high pressure salesperson, right? right? So you need to be able to control that inner monologue, that emotion, that little robot in your head telling you to be angry, right? Take a deep breath. Understand nothing's a big deal. You're always four or five steps ahead of the prospect. Just relax and trust in the process, right? You have no reason to be angry. Forget about the past. We can't control that and forget about the future, right? Control what you can control right now. And that's your emotions and your attitude. 
And sure enough, yeah. he was able to turn it around because he reminded himself of that, that what he's feeling or what he's thinking in his head, he's transmitting that to his prospect. And he was able to overcome that and thankfully not get kicked out of houses as much anymore. But I've had similar experiences with when guys get in a slump. And for some, some individuals, we get in a situation where we need a paycheck, right? So we yeah. go into the home not looking to serve the customer, but we need a paycheck. I need a commission, right? And I call it commission breath. There's, there's nothing you can do to cover up commission breath. If it's, if it's coming out of you, it's coming yeah. out of you. And it's the same thing you're just describing, right? I have to go in that home in the right mindset. I'm there to serve the customer. I'm yeah. there to offer our products and expect a yes. But yeah, going back to the whole visualization, it's interesting because we're trained in the action side of things, right? Not the mindset. And you're talking about you can sit and visualize. And some people would say, what are you talking about? I'm going to sit and think about it you know, sit, sit in my Buddha chair and think about making a sale and then go make a sale. <laughs> yeah. But actually it does affect the way you come, come across and we're programmed. Part of our programming is to take action. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in action, but it's gotta be inspired action. It's gotta be action. Move me towards whatever my goal is, whether it's to sell $3 million a year, whether it's to have a better physical body, whether it's to have better relationships. I mean, I really do get into all three areas and it starts with the thought process. And as I start thinking different thoughts, I start having different feelings. My subconscious starts programming differently. And then, and only then do I get the correct different actions coming out naturally as part of my program. Yeah. And, you know, what was trained to me by Rick Grasso that I tried to install on others is if you have something that's important to you that you want to achieve, you got to act and believe as if you have it now that it's already happened. And if we want to be a $3 million producer, guess when you're a $3 million producer? Now today right here and now a lot of people say well when i sell three million i'll call myself a three million dollar producer well here's the reality you will never sell three million dollars unless you start acting like it now because yeah. obviously it's a journey it's not an on off switch right you got to start today being that three million dollar producer otherwise it's never going to happen that's why it's important to have that that mindset and that attitude if there's something you want in life you got to start acting and believing as if you have it now and it will come to you but if you don't have that attitude, it's less likely <laughs> to actually occur and come to fruition. Yeah. Well, and you, and you, and whether it's, I'm trying to go from a million to 3 million as a sales rep or from three to 20 million as a business owner, right? Yeah. I have to first be able to see it in my mind. I have to be able to hold it in my mind. Yeah. And then as I hold it in my mind, I have to become that person because the type of individual that sells 1 million is different than the type of sells three. They have different confidence. They have different speaking abilities. I mean, maybe you need to, to polish some things about yourself, about your image, about the way you speak. As a business yeah. owner, maybe you need to become a better leader, a better listener. What, you know, once you hold the vision, and for me as a speaker and trainer, I hold the vision of what I want to do. And it's, you know, a lot higher than where I, I started. And as I go along, I start doing more trainings. I start mm -hmm. getting new experiences. You know what I mean? I become that person, like you said, now. Like yeah. I have to hold it now. And as I hold it now, any area in my present existence that isn't incongruent with that, because I'm holding it now. Yeah. I start to try to change it. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like your self image. If you're, I, you know, I used to have what we call a dad bod a little bit. Right. I got to my mid thirties and I all of a sudden had this, I don't know what the hell it was, this little bump in my belly. Right. And I got conditioned that that was okay. Right. For a little while. And then yeah. I did some of the subconscious work. Now I'm to the point, the second I get out of my routine or I start like when quarantine hit last year, I don't know about you, but I kind of sit around at home a little bit more, not being able to go out and Oh, yeah. I, I had a little quarantine dad bod action going on. <laughs> but for me, it was interesting as I applied the principles that I teach to myself and I have some self-image things. Dude, I, I was doing yoga twice. I mean, I went on a class. I took massive action, but it was from a subconscious level. I didn't think about it. It was my subconscious said, this is not in alignment with what you've programmed. 
red alert, red alert, go to work, right? And it's cool when your subconscious gets involved because you take better actions. You take inspired action. Yeah, it is miraculous what you can achieve with that type of mindset because um, after we had our first child, um, I gained about 40 pounds of sympathy weight. Uh, <laughs> those of you who have kids know what I'm talking about, sympathy weight, but my wife throughout her whole pregnancy with another human being inside of her gained 25 pounds and I gained 40 pounds with no <laughs> child, right? And it's something I didn't think about, but within a week after she delivered the baby, she got down to her pre-pregnancy weight within a week because it was a lot of water weight and stuff like that. And here I am hefty lefty over here. <laughs> like, I'm like, what in the world? And I've always been an athlete, you know, always lifted weights and stayed in shape. And I started talking, finding myself talking to people saying how I used to look. I used to be this. I used to be that. I'm like, what in the world, Dominic? You're, at the time, I was only 29 years old. I'm like, how in the world did this happen? So I literally forced myself back into it. I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm signing up for a bodybuilding competition. I'm giving myself six months to train. And by, by the way, I'd never done bodybuilding before in my life, but it's crazy. So I had that goal, that precise date, that deadline. Obviously, I had a burning desire. I wasn't going to be sitting around roly-poly-oly, roly right? And uh, it was crazy because every time I was in the gym, it was very easy to stay motivated because I pictured myself up on stage in front of 300 people wearing a banana hammock, <laughs> showing my stuff, getting judged by all these people. And I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself, right? And it motivated me to do extra reps, do the extra cardio, do the extra sprints, eat right, cut out the drinking. Cause I kept thinking about that moment. And within six months, I lost almost 60 pounds, completely transformed my body. And I've taken fourth place out of 13 athletes. And it was just like an unbelievable moment. But like you were talking when the subconscious mind gets involved and it's just, you, your mind's made up that this is happening. The transformation in any area of your life can be, absolutely dramatic. No, it is. And I mean, just a little quick test. If you if any of you're listening to this and saying, I don't know, this sounds good, but it sounds a little far out there. When you go to bed at night, tell your subconscious to wake up like an hour earlier than you normally do and say it about 10 or 15 times. Wake up at 4am, wake up at 4am. Sean, you're waking up at 4am. Yeah. You will be amazed as your eyes pop up, pop open at like 3.59am. It's crazy wow. how the subconscious takes what we give it to. I mean, just a little, a little trivia fact for you. I listened years ago to, uh, I'm a huge fan of Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. I'll talk about it all the time. And, and my yeah. program is built on, do you know he, how he got the name of the book? Mm -mm. So, and, and the story is I, I have a recording of, of him actually talking about this, but it was a week before publishing. He'd done 20 years writing the book. They didn't have a title. They couldn't come up with a title and they had <laughs> some cheesy, he jokes that the publisher came up with someone like, um, use your noodle to get the caboodle or some shit like that. It's just crazy. He's like, and, and Napoleon's voice, no, you're going to ruin me. That. Right? He's like, no, you're going to ruin me. He describes the night before, and it was a deadline. He had to have the title the next morning and he didn't have the title. And he went to bed and he's like, I know the power of my subconscious. And so he said, give me a title, give me a title. And he talks about how he was screaming so loud at his subconscious. The guy above him at the hotel was pounding. Shut up down there. What are you doing? <laughs> he woke up in the morning, eyes popped open and thinking grow rich popped into his head yeah just like that and you know the, the stuff we're talking about you can get better results by starting up here like 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 we've been talking about this whole podcast it's all all in yeah. your mind 
Yeah, and little tricks like that, uh, actually step one in our, our 11 step process. Now I actually added a step to it just because I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Is preparation, right? And part of preparation is getting a, a good night's sleep, obviously for a million reasons. But one thing I explain is a lot of times the last thoughts and feelings you have when you go to bed are the same first thoughts and feelings you have when you wake up. So occasionally you're going to have nights where you maybe are limited to four or five hours of sleep. It happens to all of us, right? Where you have to burn the candle at both ends. Now, if you're going to bed telling yourself, oh, I'm going to feel like crap in the morning. I'm going to, it's going to be such a terrible day. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm not getting any sleep. Well, guess what's going to happen when you wake up? <laughs> you're going to feel like crap, right? You're going to feel like you're hung over. Yeah. You're dragging yourself out of bed. So even if you're sleep deprived, guess what? Tell yourself you're going to wake up fully recharged. You're going to hop out of bed. It's going to be an amazing day. You're going to be full of energy. And you'd be amazed at the difference that alone can make in your energy level in the morning, right? And it's all that stuff that we talk about. 100%. And, and think about this. Again, we're going back to 95% subconscious, 5% conscious, right? Yeah. What happens when I go to sleep? My conscious mind is done for the day, right? Yeah. And so the... And again, it's going to believe whatever we tell it. So this is the how you just described the process. I'm going to tell it, I'm going to wake up energized. I'm going to wake up energized. And then I'm going to go to sleep. And as I do that, as I go to sleep, those last thoughts are what my subconscious is going to start playing with. Right. Yep. And I'm really not in control. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've had times where I had a great idea and went to sleep and woke up and my subconscious decided it was a bad idea and talked me out of it in my sleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the power of sending. And as I do work with clients, I always warn them about this because as we start reprogramming, guess what the subconscious does at night. Sometimes it fights back because its yeah. job is to keep you safe. Right. So as we yeah. start trying to tell us this, these outlandish things of what we're going to create in our life. And it says, I don't see any of this right now. And you're telling me it, but I don't see it yet. I'm going to try and protect you because you might've lost your marbles. So many, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool to see the power of it. Try to do protect you and then as you get it to shift it actually starts to inspire you the whole concept of the unconscious competent right and that's something that obviously a lot of sales trainers talk about but it's getting to that level of mastery where you're just unconsciously competent where you don't have to think you know what advice would you give to owners and even salespeople? i mean what does it really take to get to that level uh, in order to program yourself to get to that unconscious competent level you got to hire me. That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean <No>. Boyer, baby. <laughs> uh, then I'll, I'll assist you in doing it. No, I mean, in an unconscious competent, there are some people that just do it naturally, right? And yeah. without going through all the details, how were you raised, right? What were you told growing up? Because some of us were told better things growing up. You know, I would have loved to have been Bob Proctor's son, right? He's a, he's a mindset guru, always has been. I've met his son and he was told he could do anything. He was told he could be anything. Yeah. Some yeah. of us were told we were nothing, right? So depending on where you are is where I would start with that because some of us are at different levels, but. Yeah, and you know, the I like the book Psycho-Cybernetics. I'm a big Maxwell Maltz fan. And one thing he says that I'm a big fan of is a lot of times people are defining, uh, what is it, verbs with nouns, for example, where, you know, a kid is learning to talk and he may stutter a few times, which is natural for a kid. Well, if that parent raises him, calling him a stutterer, defined as a stutterer, then a lot of times he'll grow up with that speaking issue, even in adulthood, right? And it's important that salespeople guard against this because just because you have a bad stretch in sales does not make you a bad salesperson, right? You just had a bad stretch in sales. That's not what you're defined as. Uh, but I think that's very valuable stuff, whether you're, you're talking about training your salespeople, raising a child, running a business, 
is you know not not defining people by something that is more of a one-off or a temporary thing it, it, it's a path and it's, it's funny you bring up that book because that book is part of the program i actually recommend that book is reading we do a whole lesson on the self-image and yeah. as you know in the book well, he talks about in, in plastic surgery you could have somebody that has a deformed face you do the surgery you would think their confidence would rise but they have such a burned image in the subconscious that it doesn't make any change. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's a lot of the work we do with the subconscious. So going back, what would I tell people? I mean, first thing is getting real with yourself, assessing where you're at. And, you know, like what you just talked about, an outside result, that is a result of what you were. That's a past um, mindset. That's a past activity. So, it, you know, a student, a kid that has an F grade, they're not an F student. They got an F once, right? Mm -hmm. so, so take an assessment. This is where I at. And look at your results because the results on the outside or a direct reflection of what's on the inside. And once I take that assessment and say, okay, and I look at three areas, let's look at your finances, you know, scale of one to 10, where are they? Be, be honest with yourself, yep. your, 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 your health and wellness is the dad bod taking over, right? <laughs> where are you at? And then your relationships, where are you at? Right. Yep. And, and from there, once I take that assessment, then I decide where I want to get to. Right. And it's, it's, it's that self-reflection going inside and saying, okay, to get from the, the seven to 10, where would I have to be? Yeah, I always talk about that. I say, obviously, one of the best motivational speeches in the world is someone telling you you can't do something, right? That's one of the greatest. I've had that happen my whole life. But do you carry that same level of intensity and encouragement and motivation when you tell that to yourself? You know, when you, you tell yourself you can't do something. Like one thing I used to tell myself is I suck at math. And I reinforce that belief by getting poor grades at math, right? And it was just kind of this downward spiral. And I accepted that as my reality. Well, I had a, this turning point in college when I gave up wrestling because I wasn't eating and I was starving and I was falling asleep in class. I'm like, well, if I continue wrestling, you know, with these types of grades, it's not going to work out. But I promised myself that if I'm going to give up wrestling, I'm going to apply equal blood, sweat and tears and work as hard as I did in wrestling now in my academics. And I'm going to throw out the excuses, essentially, is what I'm going to do. And I started getting nothing but A's and B's, including math class. I actually was one of those kids where people would come up to me for, to answer their questions on how do you solve this problem. It had nothing to do with my actual mathematical ability. It had everything to do with my, my mindset on my math ability, what I, what I thought my limitations were. But that was just a, an imaginary barrier that I put on my own, my own mental capacity. It wasn't real. No, and, and, and most of them aren't. And that's the thing is sometimes we, we let the outside result predict future results by responding to it, right? And so if like right now, that assessment I said to do to start where you are, if you don't like the result, what would you like to have? And then hold that in your mind in spite of the existing result, right? Because mm -hmm. if I say, I mean, let's just use money. Let's say I, I have $5 in my account and I want $10. I'm using small numbers, but let's say I have five and I want 10. If I'm saying I want 10 all day, but all day I'm seeing and reacting to, I only got five. I only got five. Where's that taking me? That's mm -hmm. not inspiring me. That's not lifting me up, right? I have to ignore the outside and create the inside of my mindset. And the longer I hold that, and this goes back to what Rick Grosso used to say, right? The longer I hold it in my mind, yep. it's going to come. It's a lie. It works that way. If I ignore the outside existing reality and create the new one in my mind, I start taking actions and create it from the inside out. And that's where I would tell people to start is start on the inside. What do you want? And, yep. and, and create it in your mind. And once you create it in your mind, take action. And again, I joke about hiring me. I, I would love to work with anybody that's interested in this. It's my passion. I love assisting people. But you know, you hold the goal and you get inspired to 
to get a sales process like Grosso. You get inspired to get a new accountant, right? Who knows what's going to come up, but you start with the concept. You start with the idea in your mind and you create from there. And as you'll find, and a lot of you already know, we're powerful creators once we put our mind to something. I mean, Dominic, think back to your life. What in your life have you wanted to accomplish that you haven't? And you don't have to name it, but the reason you haven't, was it because you decided you wanted something different or you didn't want it? Yeah, I wanted to be a, an All-American national champion wrestler. And that didn't and, happen. And, and you decided, though, you that could have been possible for you, right? I mean, it really could have. Yeah, I decided there wasn't a lot of future to D3 wrestling. And I would be better off focusing my energy and efforts into my academics. It would be better for my future. And I, I didn't make that decision. It was hard, but I, I had to make that decision for myself. Um, but yeah, those, those things do happen. And, uh, you know, a lot of things I, I talk about, and this is why I talked about earlier, like selling yourself to yourself. I think it's human nature. We have the tendency to sell ourselves short in so many areas. And one thing Rick Gross always talked about, which I heard you kind of mention, is just the scarcity mentality and the poverty of the mind. And whether you're a parent raising a child or you're an owner of a business leading a team, how can I get my team to open up their minds and try to you know, get beyond that whole poverty of the mind or scarcity mentality. Well, again, that, that actually comes from a paradigm, right? We, yeah. we defined earlier, a paradigm is something that resides in the subconscious mind. And it's interesting because the scarcity paradigm is, I see it in both time and money. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to do it. I don't have enough money to do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've literally worked with multi-million dollar <laughs> companies that the owners of the business have, you know, six, seven figures sometimes in the bank. Yeah. But that is so power in the subconscious mind that they're still afraid they're going to lose it, right? Right. That that's that scarcity doesn't go away. So you know, if if I've got employees I'm working with or I'm working it myself, it's it's a subconscious program. So going back to what I and I, I have to make it simplistic for the time we have here, but oh, yeah. I would take a deep dive with you. But it's you got to change the thoughts you're thinking over an extended period of time and reprogram that paradigm. And the scarcity one's a deep one. I mean, we, we talked about earlier the pandemic. You know, when that hit. You know, even for me, as much work as I've done, I've had some experiences in my life that created some scarcity. And yeah. when the pandemic hit, I had to push hard against it, right? Mm-hmm. My subconscious, fl- it flares up from time to time. You know, it's got memories from your entire life, right? I'm almost 50 years old. I've got 50 years <laughs> of experiences flowing in there that a lot of them are programmed. And, and no matter how much work I do, you know, I, I still have to be caught. And that's why I say it's a, it comes from an awareness. I mean, you've heard the story of if you have a flower garden and you don't ever weed it, what's going to happen? weeds are going to overtake it right exactly yeah it's the same with the subconscious mind even though i have an understanding and an awareness of this i it's something i want to continually do every day i'm trying to get better every day i'm programming good stuff into my that's why i read good material that's why i listen to good podcasts like this one right that's why i i'm trying to feed the flowers and eliminate the weeds you know um i've talked to some of your clients just the, the benefits that it's given them and almost getting people to to avoid the, the feeling to want to give up, right? There's a lot of people going through that battle right now mentally is, do I just want to give up on my dreams or do I want to fight back and get my life back in order? Um, but yeah, it's obviously a very, very important topic. And that's why, especially with the pandemic right now, the psychological damage of this pandemic, in my opinion, has been greater than the actual pandemic itself. Yes, and yes. It's, it's, it's information like this, it's people like yourself, and that's just it. If you're watching this podcast, you can't be afraid to ask for help. You know, Waldo, he's a, one of our leadership and development coaches here at Grasso as well. 
he says the, some of the most important words you can say is I need help. And that's something that nobody should be ashamed to ever ask. And I can tell you sincerely, people like me, and I'm assuming people like yourself, the reason why we're where we are in our lives is because we've always sought out the, the people that could give us advice and keep our head on right. And that's the way you got to be if you lead a team or if you're a sales manager or a salesperson, you know, look for help. You know, the people that are proving it day in and day out. And uh, this one thing is I actually want that I lost that I wanted to talk about just kind of ending on this is if you're leading a team, my opinion is you talked about the mastermind, right? And mm -hmm. that comes from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, because obviously the neural connections when you have all these people is infinite, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I always encourage an open book sales culture. And what I mean by that is where every single salesperson in your organization, the managers and owners are 100% of the time always willing and able to share any special word track, any close, any golden nugget, any third-party story with each other. And what I always explain to salespeople, they, they always ask, you know, Dominic, what's the number one piece of advice you can give me to succeed? And I said, the, the best thing I can tell you is I want you to be a mentor, a leader, and a coach to everybody else. I want you to be the person that everybody looks up to for advice and looks up to for inspiration. That's the number one piece of advice. And when you instill that in all your salespeople, it's crazy. Like you want to talk about your, your organization blowing up. And we had years where we grew like $20 million. But when everyone's working together like that in harmony, uh, it's, it's amazing what you can achieve. No, it, it is. And, and just speaking on that, you talked about earlier, what was it uh, that Nick says something about the fish stinks from the head down? Oh, the head that down, yeah. Yeah. So, so company culture starts with the owner or the management mm -hmm. team a lot of times, but we each have our individual paradigms, right? But yeah. in companies, we, we've heard a lot of talk over the past decade about company culture, right? Culture is really a paradigm that's created in a company. A company has a collective paradigm and it starts yeah. with the, the beliefs of the team. So yeah, the biggest way to change that is to start with the leader, with positivity, with belief, with you know, instilling that upon the team. And like you said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Why wouldn't you share? That goes back to the scarcity versus abundance, right? right. There's plenty out there for all of us. Mm -hmm. And, and the, more, the more we realize that and the more we give, the more we get back and the yeah. more we give, the more we grow. Right. And so, yeah, I'm a hundred percent on the same page as, as you with that. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, what gives me tons of confidence in the grass of materials, the fact that I'm constantly coaching and training people on it. Right. And it's one of those situations where when you're explaining things to somebody or coaching them or helping them, you teach yourself a lesson along the way. And if you're constantly doing that, it, all it's doing is it, it's, giving you a more positive outlook. It's giving you that sense of fulfillment that we all desire in life to help people and help others. And obviously keeping your razor sharp, but you know, I, I want your opinion on this too, because a lot of companies, they have these veterans that are kind of above the law, at least if you ask them, they are, and they're just complacent as hell. And they have the stinking thinking, they have poor attitudes. And they say, you know, how can I get this guy to pick it up a notch and light a fire? And my answer is, is bring new salespeople into your organization, train them to be all-stars and sell circles around those veterans. And they're either going to pick it up a notch or they're going to die off, right? Because uh, one thing that I thought was amazing is I'd have these veterans that were just one and a half million dollar producers consistently, which is good. But then I yeah. get this new guy sell two and a half million. All of a sudden the veterans like, Oh, I can't have this rookie outsell me. My pride and ego are too big. 
And then all of a sudden the very next year that veteran sells 2.2 or 2.3 million. It's just crazy how that works. But what's your thought on that? Well, and for, I mean, sales is competition, right? It's a competitive industry. Yep. We, we, we sh you shouldn't be in sales if you're not competitive. And you're, yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna raise the bar and step up, up, up to the plate. But you know, a lot of owners, again, this goes back to mindset. Yep. They're afraid to implement that because of what? Because they've got people that have been there a long time that are good producers, right? Yep. And that's where the scarcity mindset comes in because if that good long time- is great. <laughs> yeah, and, and if they decide to leave the company, they're going to decide for whatever reason. It may have nothing to do with you. So yeah. you can't use that scarcity mindset to keep you from bringing in and recruiting new blood and always raising the bar. You run proportionate to your pace horse. Because I remember the first year that I trained a $2 million producer, I was just in awe over the whole thing because I'd never seen it before, right? And then sure enough, once one rep broke that threshold, the next year, four salespeople did it. And then by the end of my tenure at you know the organization, I had 20 salespeople scale 2 million in a year. 20 yeah. salespeople. I had more salespeople scale 2 million than not. It was crazy. The culture just totally changed. And over time, you just keep raising the bar. It's like the, the first guy that ran the four-minute mile or whatever. I was just going to say, you pulled that out of my – I was going to say the four-minute mile, right? Yeah. It's not possible. The human heart will explode, right? Yeah, right. No, and when, once it happened, how long – until everybody was – Hundreds of people mile. that did it within a year after that, right? So Yeah. Yeah, amazing so, conversation. And obviously, we can go on for hours. Um, very <laughs> yes. information here, Sean. So obviously, if I'm an owner, a manager, or even a salesperson, I'm looking for extra training and looking for that – that um, atmosphere to get my head on, right? I mean, what's the best way for people to contact you? And I guess what, what would be uh, your advice for them to, to reach you in the most effective way? Yeah, so um, again, it's Sean Foyer, S-H-A-W-N-F-E-U-R-E-R. -E -E uh, my website is seanfoyer.com. You can go there. We're doing some revisions right now, but there's good information. Um, you can contact me directly from that. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I, I do a lot of social media type stuff. So um, there's some free training I do through that. I would say, you know, if you're considering this, I don't teach systems, right? I'm not a systems coach. I'm a mindset coach. And I got to that point because I found what I do helps every system work better. Like with, with Grossel, they have a great sales process, a great sales system. It, I can help you get the right mindset to make that work better. If you've got, you know, some kind of business strategy you're using, some kind of business operating system um, that you want better results. I can assist with that. And it's one thing, you don't have to sign the whole company up with me, right? If you have a leader, an owner that signs up with me, uh, once they have the information, we can look at putting additional people, but you can also, it's trickles down, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, you, you can impact everybody in your organization with this mindset stuff. And, um, you know, the business aspect is great. I've got, you know, I get joy out of helping people grow their business and grow their life. And I get feedback all the time that people become better parents, become better husbands and, and wives and spouses. And so it's overlapping into all areas of your life. It's, I'm going to help you build a better business with mindset, but I'm also going to just help you. Um, I call it enjoy the ride, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. Cause you know, I wrote a 150 page book on in-home selling and I explained it to salespeople. That's maybe 10% of the whole equation, right? The other 90% is how you deliver the message. And a lot of that ties back into your training. And like you said, you're only going to sell proportionate to your mindset and your motivation, your attitude. So I really yeah. appreciate that. And I 100% agree that that's going to really make any system successful is getting people to have the right attitude and the right state of mind. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's all mindset, man. It's all yeah. mindset. <laughs> so excellent conversation. Well, I appreciate it, Sean Foyer, very much. Again, it was an honor to have you on the show. And I, I assume we'll be working together here at some point in the future and some other capacities. Uh, we got a lot of great things that uh, there's a lot of crossover there. But again, yeah, make sure you take advantage. Obviously, become what you think about, guys. Uh, reach out to Sean. Take advantage of the training that he provides. Uh, again, I wouldn't be endorsing the guy unless I believed in, in what he's doing. And again, I've heard it from my own clients and I trust my clients. Again, we have uh, some really amazing people that are giving uh, Sean a lot of props. So make sure you take advantage of that if you want to take your company to the next level. So again, appreciate tuning in to episode nine of our Yes, I Am a Closer podcast. And as always, yes, you are a closer. <laughs>